Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Hajira Alamodi. She is a businesswoman, investor, advisor, technologist, international board director, speaker, author, and teacher. Hajira, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. So you've done a lot, and I, I see that you're like worldwide. It's like that, uh, what was that, um, the, that, that uh, Pitbull guy, he always says like Mr. Worldwide. I think you're like Mrs. Miss, Miss Worldwide. <laughs> so yeah, literally, if, if you look at Hadra's profile on LinkedIn, it's like US, India, from Chicago, Florida, um, the Middle East. So uh, absolutely. Yeah, so tell, tell us where you started feeling that you, you had an understanding of business and that you're very passionate about business. Like, what, where, where were you? Like, what were you doing? And, and, and what inspired you? Because I'm always curious about you know, how people get started. So uh, when it comes to business, I guess it was really, um, I would have to say it runs in the family. Uh, my dad uh, is a longtime entrepreneur. Um, he, he had multiple ventures, and I saw that uh, growing up. And um, I was actually a science major. I was a science student and my parents were hoping that I, you know, go into medicine or something. <laughs> and I think, you know, I was always passionate about business and entrepreneurship, um, how economies functioned and worked, all this, uh, you know, was very interesting uh, for me. And uh, I think my interest kind of took me, you know, um, where my heart was really. And uh, that's how I really started off in business. Um, I tried working full time, um, you know, different jobs, but it, it never worked out. You know, one year into it, I was like totally bored and I was like, what's next for me? <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. So uh, I guess, you know, that's um, that's where it really comes from. Uh, the passion to be an entrepreneur, to, you know, have that endless opportunities to see that for myself and not feel limited in terms of, you know, what I can achieve if I were to try for something. Um, those things were really important for me to, uh, you know, have that and to feel that, you know, it exists, those opportunities actually exist for me. Awesome. And what do you most love about business? Because like you said, your, your parents had suggested you go into um, different fields. So given that you travel the world, like what, what do you most enjoy about business? Um, you know, with reference to business, I think, you know, um, and I think that kind of led me to where I'm today as well, uh, because I right now I work very actively with startups and young companies, uh, small businesses. Um, but I think, you know, the, just the whole trajectory of how, you know, one goes about thinking or, you know, having this idea and then trying to materialize that idea, create something. And, you know, the idea itself or the product, uh, you know, actually solving some significant problems in the society and turning that into a business and, you know, creating um, uh, an opportunity from that, the, the whole transition and how a startup kind of progresses from, you know, the, the idea generation stage all the way to having an MVP and then, you know, the, um, kind of entering different markets. Um, that was always very, um, very exciting to see that growth of a startup. And what specific industries do you, do you primarily enjoy focusing on? Um, so, you know, I mean, I've worked in technology for a long time and I, I do work with a lot of uh, technology oriented 
companies and startups. Um, so I think that's that's where I see myself doing a lot of work, especially because it's a very uh, growing, um, you know, industry. There's a lot that's happening right now. Different technologies popping up, and there's so well, much like what, more. What, that what, what, what verticals do you do? FinTech? Do you you know real estate? Like what 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 kind of like you know direction? Impact? Um, like what's yeah, social impact investing would be one. And then, you know, I'm also heavily involved with real estate. So I like to work with real estate technology oriented companies uh, who are trying to do something because real estate significantly has been a very old um, structured industry. And so there is definitely more need of, you know, technological advancements in that. So trying to work with those type of startups. And so what are some of the innovations in the real estate market that you think that might be coming up in the next few years? Um, I think, you know, a lot has happened in terms of the buying and selling aspect of real estate. Um, you know, there's a lot of technology development over there, lots of different businesses offering um, very um, easy applications that, uh, you know, people can use, uh, easy transactions that are happening because of those technologies and applications. But I like think, you know, there's a lot like, that... are you, like, are you talking like Zillow, like, like back in the day, they didn't have like Zillow or Redfin. Are you talking about like, yeah, I, I don't know yeah. real estate, right? So I'm just curious because I want to yeah. give our listeners like, more of a concrete, you know, like. Sure. Um, so yeah, something like Zillow and Redfin who are actually trying to get the, the, the agents out of the process, which are, you know, really, I mean, nothing against the real estate agents, but you know, <laughs> they're the ones that actually uh, are the most, uh, the biggest cost in the transaction. Um, so, uh, you know, they're trying to do that. Just make the whole process automated. We just have to have it done online and really not have a need for a real estate agent to be a part of it. So that can save, uh, the buyers and sellers a very significant amount of money, thousands of dollars. Um, so that's happening. Yeah. So that, you know, and a lot of businesses are trying to adopt that right now. They are trying to do that. Interesting. So do you, th so someone's like Uber and Lyft where, you know, they do have drivers now, but eventually they will be driverless. It's almost like real estate. Is that something that you think would be in the next five years or 10 years or how, how close do you think that is? Um, you know, I think it, it, with the whole pandemic right now, everything's kind of, you know, taken yeah, a step now, yeah, or yeah, two yeah, steps yeah, back. <laughs> so it's really going to depend on when this real estate industry comes back into picture and you know becomes active and growing and you know once people start seeing that i think these businesses are going to really you know promote those type of transactions because right now if you look at zillow companies like zillow they have also pulled back a little bit they they used to do a lot of online buying for themselves um and now they've stopped doing a whole lot of it because of the what whole do you mean, pandemic what do you, what do you right mean now. online buying like, like what is zillow that? i mean zillow not only helps people buy and sell properties but zillow also buys it for themselves so they, they are it. also you know yeah so oh they, they actually buy, buy properties too yeah oh, okay, and the way yeah. they buy it actually is a lot of it is done just online i mean they don't really you know have people going and checking out properties on their really? behalf but you know yeah so, so, I mean, it's a, it's a different venture they're kind of, you know, moving into right now. Um, but, um, but they have kind of, you know, stopped that for, for time being because of this whole uh, current crisis we're going through. So once these things kind of normalize and, you know, real estate again kind of picks up uh, pace, we're going to see uh, more traction in those type of transactions. You'll see a lot more of those transactions coming up in the market where there aren't any agents involved in the process. So thanks to technology, uh, it definitely helps people save a lot of money. 
Wow, but then what do you say to the realtors then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, nothing <laughs> against them. That's a different conversation. Of, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> it's part well, of the change. This is yeah. how markets function. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so switching gears, I see uh, 2020 women on boards. That's, again, you have so many things that you, you're involved with, Hodger. I, I don't even know which to focus on, but with the 2020 <laughs> women on boards, tell me more about that and, and, and um, you know, what, what's that about? So, um, you know, uh, I was born in India. I, um, I grew up in the Middle East and, um, you know, um, I, I'm, you know, I'm culturally different when I came to the United States and I started working in technology. Uh, I realized very quickly, um, uh, you know, the bias treatment that existed in the industry towards women, um, you know, women of color, especially, and, uh, women in general were just not taken very seriously. And uh, I was going through those experiences and I really wanted to kind of do something um, to kind of, you know, bring about a change. I started talking a lot about uh, these topics, giving presentations on those things at universities and colleges. And um, that, you know, that pursuit basically led me to 2020 Women on Boards because they were at the time. So the way 2020 came up is through this whole law that came in U UK, um, United Kingdoms, where now they mandate uh, that's 30%, 30 percent right? of the both yeah, seats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we don't have anything like that in the United States. Nothing at mm -hmm. the, you know, at the central level, at the federal level. Yeah. So 2020 Women on Boards was trying to do that. You know, in their way, they were trying to encourage and promote diversity and more women representation on corporate boards in the boardrooms. Because the situation here is uh, pretty dire as well um, in the United States. Very few women are on the corporate boards. So 2020 was doing that. And, um, you know, I was just starting to get interested in board positions at the time. And I realized very quickly, again, that, you know, just like technology, the same situation existed in these corporate boards. Women were not given the opportunity and uh, it was a very difficult uphill climb to get a uh, board seat for a woman. So I joined 2020 and because I, you know, I, I basically understood that, you know, we were on the same side and they were doing the right thing. And um, I've, I've been part of their campaign for about four or five years now. Uh, I've co-chaired the campaign for a couple of years now here in Chicago, and um, I tell you, it, amazed, it has made a significant difference. So the goal of the 2020 Women on Boards when they started off, and it's a fairly new uh, organization, just uh, like maybe about five years, six years old, was to have 20% women representation in the corporate boardrooms across America by the year 2020. And uh, we actually achieved that last year. We went beyond 20%. We are like about 21% or so. Um, so I think, you know, it, it definitely created an awareness. They were part of uh, the legislation that passed um, in the state of California, where now they're mandating these public companies to have women on their boards. The 2020 Women on Boards was uh, a very active part of that, you know, getting that done. Um, so, you know, we are definitely bringing some changes and I think um, I'm very happy and proud to say that, you know, I was part of that, uh, which is uh, getting things better for us women here as well. No, that's great. Again, you, you represent so many great promises and, and uh, distinctions, Hadra, relative to you know, being an immigrant, being a woman, coming from the Middle East, you know, so I, I applaud what you're doing. How can our guests stay in touch with you and, and learn more about your, your, your great work? Um, you know, I, I have, I give a lot of presentations. I also do a lot of uh, writing. And um, if you just, you know, Google up my name, you should see a lot of different articles and websites where you have access to more information about, you know, some of the work that I've done, boards I have, uh, I've uh, been a member of. 
and uh, some of the other works that I'm doing right now. I'm a very passionate uh, teacher. I, I enjoy teaching and uh, coming from an IT and technology background and having led projects and stuff. Um, and I, as, a, as, a, as somebody who understands startups and that environment, I believe that project management is very critical to these entrepreneurs, to these founders, knowing these skills. So it's not just a great idea that uh, creates a successful business, but it is also the process of uh, going about doing it. So project management skills come into play over there. And um, I teach project management, and I've been trying to teach that to entrepreneurs and founders as well, helping them understand you know, how they can use those skills in order to successfully build their businesses. Um, so okay. those, I have some online courses. Yeah, so I've got some online courses based on that, and I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Nice. Well, Audra, thanks again for being on our show and uh, we wish you the best. Have a great day. Thank you so much.